Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all, depends on what's in it for them. They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash, they lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash. Succeed or fail, it has to the tell, dungeons and debacles starts now. Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master Kevin. Going around the table, Blake. Hi, I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Eldritch Knight. And John. Hello. I am John, playing Alunidas, Elven Monk. And Shane. As I'm playing Alexander the Bard. And Oliver. I will be playing Edel Belmont, the Hellsworn Paladin. And joining us this week, Hannah. I'm Hannah. I'll be playing a character yet to be named. All right. So the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, Juliet uh, tried to go do a good deed and completely fucked the party, um, but was able to uh, escape by setting the uh, tent on fire uh, where she was trapped by uh, some of Grom's henchmen. Uh, She was able to make it back to camp. Um, before the rest of the half-orcs ran her down and engaged in an epic battle on the beach. There they slew all the half-orcs, including Grom, and were able to find a child's raft to get out to the boat, uh, the Sea Witch, to escape the island. So that's where we find ourselves now. So what are you guys doing? Escaping. So are we on? Uh, we're on the boat, correct? You are on the boat. All right, I'm gonna go to my quarters and go to sleep. <laughs> okay. Um, Stormbringer is uh, getting whipping all the uh, the deckhands uh, into high gear to make the uh, the boat ready to ready to sail. And after probably 20 minutes or so, you are on your way to the city of Carnley. So, unless there's anything uh, you guys want to say to each other uh, while you're on the boat, you've probably got another couple days before you reach the city. I'm going to miss those orcs. They were fun. I, they I, were. I, and then a certain someone ruined it all for us. I think hold up. Like captain. <laughs> that, is, that is quite unfair. Says the one that burned down their village and then attempted to kill their leader. You had that out of order, but... I mean, we're not coming back here again, are we? Hopefully. Not anymore. Well, everything worked out then, right? I mean, it'd probably I mean, be by the time good... we get back. I mean, we've killed two of their major leaders. They're probably going to have a whole new government. I think we'll be okay if we have to come back. Plus, it, it. it's an awesome vacation spot. I mean, it's like the the Cancun of like Suel, really. I mean, they know how to party. With lions. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, if there's nothing else, we're just going to say that uh, you guys make it to the city. Easy enough. Hell yeah. So it's a few hours past sunrise as uh, you come upon uh, Carden Lee, and the first thing you notice are the towers. 
they must be like hundreds of feet tall and you're able to see them uh, from your distance which is you know a couple uh, miles out uh, from shore but uh, as you get closer you can see these large buildings that you know must be at least 10 stories tall um, they're some of the largest that you've seen and the city looks to stretch out for you know a couple miles looking at this uh, Kala the largest city that you had came from before uh, looks like a village so, does anybody yeah. want to give me a uh, history check? I'll do it. Sure. You got it. 23. 21. Blackjack. That's more than sufficient. So, uh, what uh, you know is uh, Carnally is the capital city, the Plains Nation, which is the uh, the uh, nation state um, down here in the, uh, the south of this continent. Uh, it's one of the greatest cities uh, pretty much on the planet. It's been around for thousands of years, and its history spans a uh, thousand years, uh, even before uh, the uh, time of ruin. Uh, you know that uh, Carnley has a king and a council and a court. The current king, Fred II, uh, his power has been diminished over the centuries due to internal or international commerce, powerful merchants, and weak kings before him. He controls what's going on inside the city and the military, and the council is made up of powerful landowners and merchants. There are about 200 council members that convene in, in the uh, hall of the council, and they conduct business on laws of the city, trading, and uh, laws of the plain nation. Uh, the courts hear matters of criminal justice, trade legalities, and settles disputes. The courts can overturn laws enacted by the council, but not decrees by the king. So that's what a history check gets you. All right. With a three, Alunidas knows that these people are rich and they worship a guy named Fred. I had a dog second, Fred. Right. <laughs> yeah, Fred was his dad. Mr. Fred. So as you cl- uh, get closer, uh, you see hundreds of ships that are as large or larger than yours darked in the port. Uh, there are flying flags from all the nations you know and some you don't. The boat stops far from the docks. It is met with a smaller boat. And a few minutes go by, uh, um, there's a human in his middle years climbs aboard and, and uh, starts talking to Stormbringer. And you see Stormbringer palm some coins into the man's hand. They exchange a few more words, and the man climbs back down into the boat and heads to another ship. Stormbringer says, Fucking docking in Cardinley is a joke. Too many ships. They just want their money. It's a smuggler's fucking dream. Okay, you Hummer stewards. Let's get to docking, you fuck markets. Row! Yeah. So, uh, Stormbringer turns to you. And I'm assuming you're all up on the, uh, the deck at this point. Yep. He says, well, here we are, Carnley, one of the greatest cities in the world. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere, be it fame, fortune, or love. Shite, look at me getting all sentimental. We'll likely be here next week, maybe more taking on trade and cargo until the next port, whatever that may be. I've done what I've said, and I've delivered you here. Good luck to you. Our paths may cross again or not. And then he reaches his uh, hand out to Alexander to shake it. I shake his hand. So Sure we can't convince you to come with us? You're, you have a way of talking that I just love. <laughs> a, got pretty words coming out of your pretty mouth, but adventuring is a young man's game. <laughs> oh, well, that's too bad. I don't want another love interest, please. <laughs> I go on to part the ship and tell him to take care. Aye. I wave goodbye with a handkerchief. <laughs> we'll miss you, and you old sea goat. 
And and as you do that, uh, give me a, a perception check, Adel. Nice. Eight. Yeah, you you don't notice uh, Richard off in the corner flipping you off behind your back. Oh, damn. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> Is it Richard the one I gave a devil deal to? No. Richard's the sure? one that uh, uh, sang the song about you uh, making fun of his name. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. <laughs> so the guy he made the deal with, is he getting off in Karn Lee to seek fame and fortune? Um, is me, he dead? Give me a perception check. Okay. You notice he's... Uh, John, you uh, notice he's already off the boat. You guys Good hit shore him. and he, was, he dipped. Good for him. He's gonna burn hell. <laughs> yeah, but he's gonna be singing pretty till he gets there. Yeah. Until then, we should show him uh, the best maybe, movie ever made. Maybe he'll start singing the blues. All right, so uh, you guys getting off the boat and headed to the docks? Yep. Are we mm-hmm. on the south docks right now? All right, you all should be able to see the map now in uh, roll 20. Yep. Don't miss He's pretty. It's pretty and huge. Where you guys find yourself starting out is down here at number one, which is in the, uh, the south docks of Carnley. Uh, uh, over on your left, you're going to see like a, a large island with these uh, huge cannons on it. That is the uh, the battery of uh, Carnley, which is uh, its main protection uh, in the uh, the Bay of Carnley um, against invaders. Which you know is is kind of odd, just because this is a massive city, and you would basically be insane to try to to attack it. Uh, Let's with do all it. Fortifications. <laughs> Yeah, burn it down. So, um, you're on the, uh, the docks right here. You, uh, walk out into the, uh, the dock area over here at number two. Um, this is, like, one of the, uh, the main entrance where, uh, the customs are. But, uh, you've already, uh, Stormbringers already paid that as, uh, you came in. And then over here at number three is the stockyard and uh, stables uh, where you could buy a horse if you needed to. And over here at number eight where I'm pinging is the uh, the Southern Market, which is uh, basically, you know, like when you're going to the grocery store and uh, they've got up like the, the, the tabloids and all the, like the quick purchase stuff, like impulse buys. That's, yeah. that's why they stick the market right there at the mouth of the docks. <laughs> so you got to oh. come through the market, you know, to buy stuff before you do anything else in uh, this side of the city. Of course. We have two south markets here in Carn Lee. I judge them. <laughs> Let's go to the good south market. <laughs> so Quick you walk question. off. Okay, go ahead. Uh, what does it mean by battery on number six? Is that like a military battery or like, what do you mean? Yeah, that's a military battery. They have, uh, uh, that's where all their, uh, large cannons are set up and trebuchets Got it. to repel invaders. So right here is the market over here is the, uh, this, uh, is actually the militia base. Their fort. Uh, you walk off the boat and onto the docks and, uh, you see all the races here that are represented and you hear as many languages as being spoken. Um, a lot of them you don't recognize. Uh, there's a large cargo offloading area, uh, and there's large uh, warehouses full of goods over here uh, in this area. This is kind of like the warehouse districts left and right here. 
you see and smell produce and spices, fish, livestock, and everything in between. And uh, beyond the docks, you see uh, the main avenue that uh, runs through here. Uh, it's filled with vendors selling just about everything uh, that you can imagine. And the streets are just jammed with people. And as uh, you work into the flow of the street, uh, you're occasionally being bumped and uh, jostled by pe people moving and walking faster ahead of you and trying to, to get by you and uh, walking against you. And then, uh, Alexander, you're going to feel a hard bump uh, into you, uh, like down low. So. I quickly turn around to see who bumped into me. Okay, so when you turn around, you notice that there's a uh, human girl that looks about 11 years old that just slammed into you hard. Uh, you turn and look. You know, she appears to have your bag of holding. She sees you, see her, and takes off running. Oh, shit. I sprint after her. <laughs> That's got literally all our money. Do we notice any of this, the rest of us? Uh, give me a perception check. 13. Anybody else want to give me a perception check? I'll do it. What the hell? Six. There we go. Got a bad roll out of the way. So, um, what you're going to notice is you see Shane uh, take off running in the opposite direction that you're moving, uh, but you don't see what he's chasing. Uh, should we go after him for whatever he's doing? I'm asking this in character. Uh, Blake, <laughs> Oliver, are you there? Yeah, sorry. Yep. I forgot I was on push to talk. Uh, I I assume I see like all of this happened since I got a 19. Uh, yeah. All right. So I immediately notice and I start running and then I wave my hand for everyone else to start coming. Can I make an athletics check to see if I can catch her? Uh, you absolutely can. Cool. I'll go ahead and do that. That's a 16. Hannah, uh, can you give me an athletics check? I sure can. Um. All right, so that's a four. Shane takes off running after this uh, this uh, little girl um, that has uh, his bag of holding through the streets. Um, you're going to see uh, Adel um, turn around, and he sees the girl running from uh, Alexander and the bag and just runs her down. This uh, little girl is actually going to trip on somebody's foot and then uh, just bite it uh, in the street does kind of like a the face forward uh, slide like a, you're a baseball player sliding into a base alright so Grace. now that uh, you caught her what are you doing uh, I, I grab the bag didn't I catch her like you little thief I caught her yeah Adel actually caught her okay gotta go fast yeah uh, uh, Alexander's lucky that he was able to run at all is my guess Sure. I open, I open, uh, I open his bag. I snatch it out of his hand before he can look inside. Yeah, yeah, athletics slide check. Of hand? Or yep. sleight of hand. Uh, give me a uh, opposing uh, either strength or athletics, uh, Adel. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not getting this bag away from Adel if he doesn't want to give it to you. Hey, give him my bag. So I open it and I go and I look into it and I go, why is it so deep? <laughs> it's a big bag. Give it back. What is this? Can I make an arcana check since I don't know what it is? Uh, yeah. Or okay. history. Wow. That is a 23. Yeah, you, you know exactly uh, what this is. This is a uh, bag of holding. Where'd you get a bag of holding? Eh, just happened. <laughs> Found it. 
I tell everyone else. <laughs> well, maybe we should focus less on what's in his bag or is his bag, and more on the person we've caught. I mean, yeah, I, just, I think it's. I didn't point. know he had one. I thought he'd tell us. <laughs> I'm not too surprised by any sort of deceit from him. Uh, just a what weird about this thing to girl? hide. Yes. What about the girl? Who are you? Why are you trying to steal from us? Someone pay you off? Please don't kill me or take me to the guards. I just stole because I'm hungry. I don't have anyone to look after me after Ma and Pa died from the Red Pallor. And the other street kids won't talk to me because they say I'm bad luck and they beat me at the orphanage. I had to escape and I don't have anywhere to go. Please have mercy on me. I'm just a little girl. I could help you. You look new here. I could show you around the city. I could cook and clean your clothes for you. Just please, please help me. I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten in days. She if is kind of small for a human, isn't she? She is getting no sympathy from me. Now, hold on. You said you're stealing to survive and no one really wants to take you in at all? Or it's all too bad? Nobody wants to take me in. I'm, I'm beaten at the orphanage. The other street kids don't talk to me. They think I'm bad luck. I'm just, I'm just so hungry. I'd like to do a perception check. Wouldn't that be an insight? Not into what she's saying, into like oh. what I can see about her. So uh, with a 23, I mean, she looks pretty rough. I mean, she looks really, really thin. Uh, she looks like she hasn't had a bath, you know, in maybe a year. She's incredibly dirty. Her hair is in tangles. And uh, she looks to have like uh, bruises on her uh, her arms and her neck uh, where it looks like she's been in a fight. I take out a loaf of bread and give it to her. I snatch the bread and, and eat it hungrily. Dang. Do we have any use for a tiny human? Yeah, you can sell her. Hey, now, none of that yeah. talk. She's, I mean, we she's already been through enough. And? And she said she could be useful. I mean, do we have anybody here who can 100% clean clothes or do any of these often menial tasks? Yes. The fact that she was I able to steal away. from you guys, I mean, <laughs> you guys must be pretty piss poor at looking. Nah, I'm a rich guy. I'm a classy man. <laughs> well, I say we bring her with us. I mean, I, uh, I know this kind of stuff she's been through. Just, uh, All right. Fine. I'm not a fine, but it will be your responsibility. You gotta pick up her shit and stuff when she throws it at you. And maybe cleaner. As long as it doesn't track in the house, it's okay. <laughs> What's your name, girl? Uh, my name is Talia. I, I don't know my last name. Okay, Talia. While we're in the city, maybe you could help us find places around, and in return, we'll let you have travel with us. I'm sure you could go to a, a nice inn and have a bath or something. Absolutely. I can take you to an inn now. That would be great. Uh, so let's, let's go, go to an inn. Lead on. Yeah. Okay, so um, you guys have been uh, told that you need to meet up with your uh, contact at the, uh, the Rusty, Rusty Anchor. Anchor Tavern. Yep. Someone's so, uh, taking notes. Yeah. Damn right. So do you want to ask uh, Talia about the, uh, the Rusty Anchor? Yeah, I know you might be a bit young, but do you know where the Rusty Anchor Tavern is and what kind of places around it? doesn't sound like the most reputable tavern. 
Uh, the Rusty Anchor, you say? Why would you be going there? That's a rough part of the city, and there are plenty of good inns and taverns around here. Well, no offense, but, but it looks like you could afford a much better drink than what that hole in the wharf could offer. We're rough sort. We like rough drinks. We're ballers yourself. on a budget, alright? Well, to get there, just head west on the on Dock Street until you get to the King's Road. Cross the King's Bridge, you can't miss it. Once you get across the bridge, take Shoreline Avenue north until you get to the bend in the river. There's an inn there with a, a big rusting anchor on the, in the courtyard. You won't be able to miss it. Some free advice? Keep your hand on the purse on that side of the river. And on this side of the river. Shade. What? <laughs> no, I said shade, not Shane. <laughs> oh, I thought you were yelling at me like I was missing something. I'm like, what? I didn't miss anything this time, I swear. All right, so... Uh, we believe you, Shane. <laughs> Don't worry. So the uh, directions that Talia gave you is uh, going to take you up through this main avenue here till you uh, get to this bridge, this large bridge co- uh, crossing the uh, river. You walk probably uh, a little over a mile, and what strikes you is... Uh, there's every intelligent race in Suel seems to be represented in the city, and they all seem to be living and working beside each other. You pass shops and homes, the cities that uh, seem to be laid out in a very deliberate manner. You see massive stone walls and gates that are at least 20 feet tall that appear to be layered from the inside out like an onion. You think that the defenses probably uh, grew as the city grew. So you come to what must be the King's Bridge, and no, you can't miss it. It's an impressive structure made out of something that looks like white stone but shines like steel. It looks incredibly delicate for something this large and doesn't seem to have any supports that go into the water. It appears to be floating between the, uh, the shore on the main city and the western side of the city across the Salt River. You see carriages and people moving in both directions on the bridge, and the middle appears to be for carts and the sides of the uh, bridge are for pedestrians. There's so much traffic moving through there. There's a guard in a red tunic directing traffic. Uh, when you cross the bridge, uh, there's no uh, give or sway to it. It feels like solid ground. You get to the other side and you see a sign for Shoreside Avenue. You walk for about another mile until the river bends and on your left you see a three-story building made out of wood with paint that's seen better days. There's a rusty anchor about four feet tall sitting out in the courtyard and a faded sign over the door that reads, The Rusty Anchor, Leave Your Cares Behind. Let's go in. Wait a minute. Hey, little one, so like, how good are the other hotels? Like, how much more expensive are they compared to the Rusty Anchor? I mean, they're, you know, slightly more expensive, I guess. I've, I've never really had the coin to, to stay in one, so I don't know exactly. But they do have a much better repu- reputation than the Rusty Anchor. Well, we're not necessarily sleeping here tonight. We're on business, so let's go on in. But what are we trying to find? We have a contact there. Right. Okay, let's go. Somebody's been so taking I, notes. I walk in. All right. Is everybody going inside? Yeah. Yes, but just remember not to make a scene at all. Famous last words. Was that last bit at all or Adel? At all. <laughs> and Adel. <laughs> Both. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as you walk into this uh, this uh, common room of this inn, the uh, smell of sour wine hits you. Uh, the common room is poorly lit, and there's three people currently inside. The barkeeper, a dwarf that appears to be passed out at a table, and a halfling who appears to be in his young adulthood sitting on a bench with a small table in front of him. 
He's barefooted wearing a top knot and a long handlebar mustache. He's dressed in a fashion that went out decades ago and smoking a long pipe. He has a sign hanging off the table that reads, Poetry on the Spot, Three Coppers. He sees you walk into the room and his eyes light up. He waves to you with both hands and says, Friends, friends, welcome to this humble establishment. Come sit with me and have a drink. He shouts to the barkeeper. Oh, Oscar, bring wine for my new friends. Do you have silver, Rufus? Put it on my tab. You know I'm good for it. Have you forgotten who my other friends are? The barkeeper grumbles and brings out two bottles and some cups and sits them on the table. He doesn't look at you, but you notice he's given the halfling the stink eye. He stomps back off to the bar, grumbling something underneath his breath. I'm going to do an insight check. Okay. Uh, four, you're completely oblivious to anything that's going on. <laughs> nice. It sounds like this might be some sort of racketeering. Just be on your toes, guys. Also, on that last comment involving me, I, I, I would like to add something. Uh, on our last adventure, did I burn down a village or try to sleep with the chief and then kill him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair. you did much worse. I mean, <laughs> no denying yeah, that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> so the uh, the bartender stomps off back to the bar grumbling something under his breath and uh, the halfling says many thanks to you Oscar you may go back to do whatever it is you do he turns to you and in a low voice says bless his heart he's not much of a businessman gentlemen are conversationalists but we all can't be right well my mama always said if you don't have anything nice to say the halfling sets the cups in front of all of you and sloshes wine into them. You can tell he's probably been drinking for quite a while before you got there. The halfling raises his cup and says, A toast to friends new and absent. Then he finishes his cup in two long swallows before you can even begin drinking. I take a sip. I uh, drink it down. It's, it's not good wine. <laughs> a little dust just pretends to sip a little. The halfling says, I say, what a diverse and magnificent country you've assembled here. It truly is inspiration for a tale, I must say. Good gracious, where are my manners? I was so excited to see new faces I haven't properly introduced myself. I'm Rufus Fairright, a bard of some middling talent. I specialize in on-the-spot improvised poetry and aura reading. I'm reading such a combined aura from you. It almost brings me to tears. I'm so inspired. I'll write a verse for you. Free. No, 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 don't try to compensate me. I won't hear of it. This one is pro bono. The halfling takes up his quill and dips it into an ink pot and wipes the excess on his mustache. He puts his quill to the parchment and begins to furiously start scribbling something out. After a few minutes, he says, There! Perfect! He uh, takes the, uh, the slip of parchment and creases it. He hands the slip of parchment to Alexander and puts his head on his hands and looks at him expectantly. I started reading it out loud. But you might not want to read it out loud after you read the first uh, sentence. <laughs> uh, that's good. 
The red mistress cares not what the sheep think about the shadow of her wings, nor the hearts of her, nor the heat of her breath, nor the terror that of her wrath, nor the change she brings. Her dark cousin with black scales and acid breath set those with ambition on a path of glory and gold. Those brave few only need whisper his name. So uh, the uh, halfling's just sitting there with his uh, his uh, head on his hands, waiting for you to react. You have an interesting talent, sir. Yes, yes, yes. But what, what what do you what do you think about the poem? I see that you seem to have a knack for information not given. Maybe we should sit down and have a talk. Yes, yes, yes. But first, answer me the the riddle of the poem. Ruin. No, sesh. So you say ruin, and he kind of cringes a little bit, and then. Uh, <laughs> He, uh, because as as you know that you don't really say Ruin's name as Ruin, it's considered kind of offensive to the Red Talons. And then uh, he hears uh, Alunidas say Sish, and then uh, his smile gets really wide. Good. <laughs> I'm so relieved I will have to. Well, let's not talk about unnecessary ills. Word came ahead of you last week after your uh, discoveries and uh, circumstances from our favorite, uh, shall we say, massage therapy establishment. I was expecting you days ago by Nafron's accounting. I still don't know how you could have gotten here that quickly, but I digress. My apologies that you had to come to this low part of the city, but I'm on the... Uh, um, only friend Davikaz here. Those of, uh, our, uh, shall we say, ideology have to keep our acquaintances, uh, separate by necessity. I can't tell you much about where you go from here. I'm just a humble messenger. I've been instructed to arrange lodging at the Carnley Inn and Stable as well as suitable clothing and horses. Four rooms have been arranged under the name Doral Fetch at the inn, and your clothes will be waiting on you. I regret that I was not informed about the girl, but I'll have a tailor sent. I have also been instructed by our benefactor to give you this. Rufus hands you a sack with uh, 200 gold in it. It should be more than adequate for your expenses in the city. If you have any questions, I'll advise you if I know the answer. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is there anything else we should know or anything that you need help with? Not at the moment, no. Like I said, I'm just a middleman. What kind of business do you usually do? I write poetry. A man after my own heart. Would you care for a poetry off? And cut some yes, heads please. on some verse? I'm not much of a poetry man. I'm more of a, uh, a performer. A bard by certain terms. Oh, would you light lighten this common room with a song? I'll try. I, I, I take a mic. How blue. much for a poem? Three coppers. I give him three coppers. Shane and I going to be uh, performing a little song while uh, Rufus writes. I guess I'll be the background music. I'm gonna use my flute, so it's a plus two on it. Yep. Twenty-five. Yeah, every all uh, all two people in the room are very impressed. <laughs> a whole two people? Wow. Well, three, but the dwarves passed out. <laughs> After a couple of minutes, uh, he pulls out uh, his poem and hands it to you. It's just, it's terrible. 
What does it say? There once was a dwarf from Karn Lee, whose beard was as lush as could be. He quaffed him some ale, his breath started to fail, and then something that rhymes with Karn Lee. And uh, he gives you a big smile and says, uh, Thank you, dear sirs and lady, for your patronage. Uh, as the girl, do you know the way to this inn he spoke of? So, uh, yeah, she would know the way to the end. It's not far behind the uh, the South Docks uh, merchants. If you take a look at the map, it is right here behind the uh, the militia base. All right, let's go get her cleaned up and get ready to go upriver. All right, so at this time, it is getting on towards uh, dusk and um, near the uh, the Carnley uh, Inn and Stables, and it's an expansive structure. It's about 10 stories tall, and it's uh, made out of white marble. Uh, it takes up almost about 100 yards on a side. Uh, attached to it is a massive stable that you could estimate uh, would house about 300 horses at any given time, and uh, 100 carriages, combi- uh, carriages combined. Uh, the sign out front appears to be magically lit with fairy fire. There are two guards and silver plate mail standing at attention at the entrance, and as you walk inside the open doors, the lobby is impressive. There are sofas everywhere and massive fireplaces on each of the four walls. <clears throat> there is a half-elf uh, wearing a neat and pressed uniform at the hotel counter that you think you would probably need to deal with. I walk to the counter. The uh, half-elf says, Greetings, my name's Thad. How may I help you? Hey, Thad. Uh, we have a room under the name of Dorofetch. Oh, yes, yes. Good day to you, Master Fetch. Your rooms are ready, and I'll have hot water, food, and wine brought to you. You must be tired from the long journey from Fairdale. Thank you for choosing the Carnley Inn and Stables. Please let us know if there's anything we could do to make your stay with us more pleasant. And then Thad snaps his fingers, and a young boy in a uniform brings around a cart and says, Hi, my name's Steve. I'll help you to your room. Please put all your luggage on my cart and follow me to the elevator. Thank you, Steve. I put my stuff down on this thing, uh, keeping my bag of holding. What's an elevator? An elevator? You've never been on an elevator? They're a magical and wonderful thing. You don't have to take stairs. Why are you lying to me? (laughs) Don't know. I want to hear more about this. What... These things lift you up? Yes, like they, can li- they can lift you up and down. What I hear is it's a platform that's been magically enchanted with a permanent tensor's floating disc spell. Okay, I think you've had a little bit too much to drink, buddy, okay? Can we get can we get another one? <laughs> I don't drink. I'm only 14 years old. And I was drinking by the time I was eight. Well, you must have had awful parents that didn't care or love you. Just ignore him. We'll go up to our room now using this elevator. Alrighty, follow me. I follow. So uh, he leads you down the hallway and um, he uh, opens a door inside. Uh, appears to be like uh, like copper from uh, lining all the walls. And um, there is a uh, stone platform um, that he walks onto and pushes the cart out onto it. So is everybody getting in? Yep. 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 Where's this weird box going to take us? He says, oh, don't you worry. I know it could be scary the first time. And then Steve uh, just says, 12. 
and then the platform begins to rise. I, I immediately start screaming in terror. <laughs> he says, that's okay, big man. It'll be all over soon. You're as safe as can be. So uh, he kind of like gives you the side eye. After a few seconds, the elevator uh, stops at the top floor and Steve uh, leads you out into the hallway into your rooms. I jump into the hallway onto, onto my hands and knees and gasp for air. <laughs> so uh, Steve like turns around and looks at you and then looks at the rest of the party and then shakes his head. He says, I, I guess he doesn't get out much. I look ashamed and I say, yeah, he doesn't. Thankfully. Anywho, here we are. Some of the best rooms we have. They even look out over the King's Palace. And then he turns uh, a key to each one of the four rooms and opens the doors and uh, hands the keys to you and says, uh, thank you for staying with us. Just let us know if there's anything we can do to make your stay more pleasant. And then he holds out his hand. I shake it. <laughs> I, I'm going to give him five gold. Because I'm not what? a cheap piece of shit. Sure. <laughs> so uh, he kind of gives Alexander the, the, the side eye and then um, smiles. Gold as well. Yes. Smiles as you give him the gold. He says, gee, thanks. Enjoy your stay and let us know if there's anything I can do. And then he walks off down the hall. Before he goes, we ask him to draw a bath for each of us. He says, yes, the maids will be up at just a few. So uh, you enter the rooms and they are like palatial. Large beds and sitting areas and sofas and tables and writing desks. There's large uh, oil lamps and a fireplace in each one of the rooms. And there's even a, a separate room for uh, using the bathroom. Man, isn't this fancy? A room just for shitting. Yep, there's also a, a bathtub in there, and after a few minutes, uh, some maids bring you some hot water uh, to wash, and um, some butlers bring you some food. Gillette, I assume that you'll be helping uh, the little one take a bath? Of course. I'm sure she knows how to clean herself, but uh, maybe we could do something with their hair. I might not know how to clean myself. It's Roll been history. a while. Well, then we'll do our best to uh, get you all cleaned up, away from the prying eyes of uh, some people. Thank you so much. And eat up. We've got plenty of stuff and plenty of gold to spend it on. I shove food in my face with zero care about what people think of me. <laughs> so uh, after about an hour you're there, uh, a seamstress uh, comes to your room and uh, with some uh, different materials to make clothing for Talia. I um, I asked the seamstress for, for pants and, and a shirt, not no dresses. She looks a little surprised, but uh, she says, the customer's always right. Indeed. So uh, she makes you uh, a blouse and um, some pants. Um, she's brought some uh, some boots in various different sizes for you to, to try on. And uh, she's also uh, made you a, uh, a cloak. I can't believe that this is actually happening to me. So I'm trying to take advantage of... Um, of, of being able to get new clothes and be clean and food and all that kind of stuff as long as possible because I'm pretty sure that this isn't going to last. Like, I'm, I'm scared that I'm I'm just going to get kicked again. So, like, you ever seen that Eddie Murphy movie to, with, uh, to where he's, like, a homeless dude and then, like, a bunch of rich people make a wager uh, that, like... Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, I think so. That's one of my favorites. That's all I can think about right Let's now. put her in charge of a Fortune 500 company. 
Yeah, exactly. Fantasy Fortune 500. So make her the king of Carnley over a bet for one dollar. <laughs> one whole dollar. So uh, after uh, a, a few hours of uh, measuring and uh, cutting and, and sewing, um, she comes up, uh, her and uh, her assistants come up with uh, three different outfits for you. And uh, one of them's a, a dress because uh, she says you'll never know when you need one. Uh, how old? Is, how are you, little? How old are you, little one? Again? I'm eleven. As best as okay. she could figure, she's eleven. Okay. Um, this many. I asked the seamstress to see if she could uh, <laughs> make a bit of a bigger outfit for, her so that she can grow into it. She says, "Yes, yes, of course." Thank you. Good thinking. So uh, after you've bathed and eaten and uh, some outfits have been put together for Talia, it's getting on uh, later into uh, the night. Is uh, there anything that uh, you want to do? I would. Uh, I sit down, Talia, and I ask her if she would uh, lower her defenses for a second so I can uh, use a spell on her real quick. I <laughs> disclose the, what the spell is going to do and what my purpose is for it's going to be suggestion, and it's going to be so I can make sure that you're not some sort of a accomplice to one of our enemies or somebody trying to get a one-up on us. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is completely unnecessary. Whenever we find a random girl on the street and we take her in, I'm not taking a risk with my life. Well, we already said that she's going to be my responsibility. That's true, but you're, I'm not letting your responsibility in my career. I agree to lower my defenses. Uh, it's a wisdom save, so like, if you were to concentrate enough and like pass the wisdom save, you could go against it. This is out of character. Uh, I suggest to her that she not tell. I'm gonna use suggest in my level two spell slot, and uh, suggest that she not uh, she answer all my questions truthfully and without reserve. Uh, that's a wisdom save, you said. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was asking you beforehand, so that the wisdom save doesn't really matter, and you just let it Oh, happen. yeah, okay. Well, she can still make a wisdom save. If she wants. Nope. Um, do you have any secret agendas that we don't know about? Uh, no, I'm I'm 11. Uh, are you, do you have any association with uh, anyone besides us? Bro, I'm a I mean, there, there are a couple of orphanages I've been kicked out of, but no. I glance around at everyone else to see if they have any questions that they'd like to ask. She yes. seems like a perfectly ordinary girl. How many times have you slept outside? I can't count. Can you read? Um, uh, no. Cool. I go on end suggestion. See, I told you she's just fine. Never hurts to make sure. But that does give me a chance to study. Now I have a new partner. I can teach you to read and speak and... Well, you can already speak, I suppose. You think? Writing, reading, <laughs> if you want. You're going to pull a My no, Fair Lady on her? <laughs> <laughs> the red and spade falls mainly on the plane. <laughs> the life of the wife is ended by the night. But yes, I would I would love to, to learn how to read and write. Ooh, I'm already going to have fun, and I bet you they have a huge library here. Um, Talia would know that, yes, in fact, they do have a huge library here. It's one of the uh, 
the largest and uh, oldest in uh, the on the entire planet. Damn. And uh, if you look at the map, it's up here at uh, number we twenty. In the, uh, Let's not get too attached. Oh, well, I mean, I could take out some books. And we're going to need to uh, see a uh, a recent bill or statement with uh, your current address. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, is there anything else that uh, you want to do tonight? I think I'm good. I head to bed. Yep, I think we've done all we can. Shane, you want to jump down into the uh, secret channel with me? I guess. You know that thing you do. Give me a wisdom safe. Yep. Eight. Your dreams are going to be kind of troubled tonight. You're going to have a restless night of tossing and turning. And you are going to have some very strange dreams. But when you wake up in the morning, um, you're not going to remember what those dreams were about. Hey. All right. So we're back. Did Shane ever find out what the fuck he's doing? Oh. Well, I have to listen to the podcast to find out. Damn it. Listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, like weeks behind. What should we do? Well, I'm taking first watch because force of habit. You're in a hotel in probably one of the nicest ones, you know, in Sewell, you know, much less Carn Lee. I mean, you, you can keep a watch if you want, but you are probably pretty safe in this hotel. Okay. Yeah, the rest of us are just sort of looking at him funny. And you're all not yeah. sleeping in the same room either. I mean, you've got enough uh, oh. rooms for everybody to have their own room. And I'm guessing uh, Talia is staying with Juliet. I, I grab my new cloak and pass out on the floor. Aw. Degenerate. It'll rattle <laughs> muffin. O- old habits die hard. We're going to say that uh, it's next morning. As uh, you get ready, you all hear knocks on the door. And uh, there are trays sitting outside your door um, with uh, breakfast on them of some eggs and fruit and some ham. What uh, Alexander is going to notice is uh, there are two slips of paper off to the side of his plate. I pick it up nonchalantly and start reading. Check your chat. Um, Beat me at 50 Nobles Court at sundown. Present the guard at the Noble Gate in the northwest of the main city with a second letter. Burn this letter after reading. Uh, I go ahead and express this to the party and burn the letter. So, do we have like a suite of rooms that he can do this, or are we all in a hallway? I'm assuming he's probably going to gather you all together. Is the second letter sealed? Check your chat. Okay, we have a second letter. Uh, we got a. I had two letters. The first one says to go to 50 Nobles Court at sundown, present the guard with the second letter, then burn that letter, which I had. Then the second one is uh, sealed, and we're supposed to present it to the guard to get in. Uh, so when you say wax sealed, does that mean like uh, it's like closing a letter and it's sealed shut? Or is it just a letter with a seal at the bottom right as like a sort of signature? It's it's a letter with a seal as a signature. You can open it and read it. Okay. I was worried about a Rosenberg and Guildenstern sort of thing. Can I see if I recognize <laughs> the, uh, the, the crest on the letter? Because I... I did have like a royal family at one point. Uh, but Shane, do you want to read what the second letter says? Uh, yeah, I'll say it out to the party. Right. People. Uh, yeah. Didn't I read the second one? No, you didn't read the second letter. I read it out loud, didn't I? Uh, this is a letter for of introduction for Dora Fetch. The bear has my permission to enter the noble's court. Ares Goldsmith, Council of Carnley. You guys do understand what this means, right? We're being introduced to one of the highest of the land. We're going. What does that, what does that mean? And for... we have to go clothes shopping. 
gotta get you <laughs> out of these filthy rags. All right. I'm pretty sure that my uh, fancy magic robes are good enough for me. They've got. I already have fancy you. clothes. Oh well, then you two are ready to go to the tailor. Yeah, you need arm. You need scale polish. Yeah, actually. And, and claw wax. I don't. Not you. Well, I, the I insecurity. Need, maybe you need to get your eye horns grinded. You probably don't have eyebrows. Oh. What are eye horns? Something Dragonborn have instead of eyebrows to get plucked. Oh, all right. So Rufus told you that uh, you guys would have uh, clothes uh, waiting on you. Uh, when you got there last night, you didn't see any. Um, but um, probably about 30 minutes after you eat breakfast, there's the delivery for uh, each of you of uh, a new, uh, two new sets of clothes. Are and they really nice clothes or just everyday clothes? Yes, they're very nice clothes. These Are they better be- than mine? I guess. I mean, you're wearing like chainmail. I don't know what you got on no, underneath. Like, I, I have like really expensive clothes because I came from a rich family. Yeah, but Why you don't have any those? money anymore. Oh, but I still. All right. <laughs> Ouch. Fine. I mean, I unless you you have resources. I mean, you needed money for uh, for plate mail, so I'm assuming you don't have that much money. I ain't got no plate mail. <laughs> I ex- that's exactly the point. <laughs> Fine. So uh yes, I mean they're they're very nice clothes and they seem uh to be similar to the fashion that uh you've seen rich merchants and what looks like nobles around town wearing. So it's the latest style and then we'll have a uh, a, a montage of uh, everyone getting ready. You know, trying on different, you know, mixed matches of uh, the outfits. What's the latest style? Uh, it's uh, very puffy pantaloons. Oh. And stockings. And pirate shirts. Oh. But I don't want to be a pirate. I go and get suited up. Uh, I, I asked the uh, tailor if they have anything uh, more my speed. They said, I'm sorry, we don't, we don't deal in burlap sacks. Damn, you just got roasted. Which they just got sassy because you insulted their work. So uh, I guess everybody's getting dressed and you've had breakfast. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin, I got a 16 on that intimidation check. What are you trying to do? Uh, I'm just trying to like fucking make sure the fucking help isn't sassing me. Uh, What do you say to him? I say, listen here, you little shit. I will destroy you. You know who I am, huh? (laughs) <laughs> so you start yelling at uh, this uh, this tailor, and he's just gonna uh, peace on out. Fucking better. <laughs> Don't you sass me. <laughs> he's gonna. The person's gonna dip your clothes in poison ivy. Doubt it. You're probably right. I, I, uh, I since he already has the clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's too late. I'm pretty sure he already left. Like not with the clothes though. No, he. Let, you had the clothes on. Exactly. See. I know. So, uh, so you, where are we going now? Well, I mean, that's up to you guys. You got a couple hours. We have all day until sunset when you're supposed to uh, go to this uh, house. If you look up in the uh, on the uh, map, the uh, nobles uh, court community is up here, the very north. You could tell. I'm a noble. You could uh, tell because it's uh, completely surrounded by uh, uh, an inner wall inside uh, the rest of these walls. Yeah, so uh, I'm all suited up, ready to go. 
we're do we have anything worth doing or are we just chilling in the pad well i'm gonna go shopping for wine which you absolutely could do I mean, we think could, we're we're gonna get provided or whatever other stuff we might actually need. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could this, think of Carnley as basically New York City. If if you can find it anywhere, you're going to be able to find it in this city. So if there's anything that you want to go shopping for, um, be it horses to potions to magical items or Is the weapons. nickname the Big Mango? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I know what I really want. Not not in character or anything, but like, I know what I just like want right now for my character. A fancy hat. No, I want a gun, but I don't think I can have a gun. Uh, yeah, the permitting process for guns in the city is insane. <laughs> First, you have to make. No, one. just yeah, just the invention of the gun. <laughs> I don't think they exist. They have cannons. So Talia, uh, what kind of area would you suggest? We're looking to buy stuff, and I'm sure you could use, you know, accessories, practical ones. Let's get well, around. Well, the, the North Market has uh, a wide variety of options. Sounds like a good direction to start. And uh, Talia would know that that would be like the Rodeo Drive. Of, uh, oh, damn. Yeah, that's where the rich folks uh, shop, because right above that in that uh, area across the uh, the canal here, that's like the uh, the rich merchant section of town. You're not going to be going there to get like sacks of oats and you know grains and and flour. You know you're going to be going there to get like um, you know expensive jewelry, uh, magical items, um, fine uh, like horses, that kind of stuff. Ashley, if uh, she needs any money to pay for anything for, her. I go just go ahead and give me my share. Your share for what? What are you getting? Money. What? It's not going to be enough for plate mail. But maybe he can get an exotic whip or a gimp mask. I uh, give Oliver 100 gold. Alright, fine. Now What's hold on. This? We do have a couple of items that I'm sure we're not using, perhaps. If you want to try and sell them, that would be the... Or this would be the place to do it, right? Yeah, we could liquidate all the random things we have. Like all the jewelry or gems and stuff. You absolutely could. Uh, I I asked the little one where the best place to uh, sell things would be, whether it be the South Market or the other South Market. It depends a lot on what you're trying to sell. If if you're trying to sell magical items in this sort, um, the the North Market is probably going to be your best bet. Uh, it's mostly just like gems and stuff, random uh, valuable item. Definitely the North Market. The South Market is more for grains and, and typical household goods. Got it. I started making my way to the North Market. I ask if anyone wants to come. Uh, where can I sell weapons? Uh, depending on the quality, uh, either market. I mean, your the industrial district is uh, closer to the South Market and um, also offloading of uh, like trade weapons from like other countries. Uh, we come in there, so you're going to find, you know, good steel, serviceable weapons, everything from, like, poor quality to, like, uh, masterwork quality. Um, but any sort of specialty weapon um, that you're going to go looking for, be it magical or very fine masterwork with, like, uh, let's say, uh, like, gold embellishment, silver and stuff like that, uh, you're going to find that in the North Market. I just started making my way to the North Market. 
Okay, uh, did you keep uh, track of what all those items were worth? I did. Uh, the gems I had were 30 gold pieces worth. Um, Glass statues and gems on them, things like that. Yeah, I had jewelry that needed to get a get appraised. Uh, three statues, which are 100 gold pieces together. A gold ring worth uh, 10 gold pieces. Ivory comb worth one gold piece. Uh, a razor worth one gold piece. Loose jewelry, 10 gold pieces. Perfumes, which is just... I didn't get a value off. I guess it needs to be appraised. Uh, gold necklaces worth 30 gold pieces. Six urns, I believe it was 10 gold pieces for all of them. And I have five vials of poison. Fantasy accountant. <laughs> all right, so uh, you're taking that to uh, the North District, and we're going to say that um, you go to various stores, depending on, you know, you'll go to a jeweler to sell the gems. You'll go to, like, an antiquities dealer uh, to appraise and sell the, the statues and urns and stuff uh, like that. Let's say that you go to, like, uh, three, like, uh, like all three of those vendors and give me I'm just going to have you give me a persuasion roll please 20 all right so uh, take whatever uh, the combined amount of uh, gold that we said that was worth and add uh, 15% to it okay give me a second with a uh, persuasion check of 20 because you were able to haggle well about time so the value of all of it is one eighty-two. Uh, what was the what would we, you say the value of the jewelry that wasn't appraised yet uh, to be? What jewelry was that? There was just some jewelry that it was like collector valued. That was, is I, that I was like get appraised. That was actually the uh, amulet that is a map piece to ruin's egg. Okay, then that's not selling. Yeah, I don't think you want to sell that. Okay, did I sell the per? Was I able to sell the perfumes, or did I keep those? Um, yeah, you're able to sell those uh, perfumes. Did I give you a value to that? No. Might want to check with Juliet first. Maybe she feels fancy. Man, I'm already in the city. I don't think she's here, is she? I'm here. No, like in the north city with me. Oh, with you? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. I, um. Um. I guess I'll keep those. Okay, so it's 192 altogether. I believe it's 0.15, and I just added it. So it's uh, 220.8, so I'll just round it up to 221. And the uh, those vials or perfume are worth five gold pieces each. Um, while you guys are out running about, um, it might not be a bad idea to uh, get Talia some uh, armor. Yes, indeed. And maybe a weapon, because... Uh, we lead a dangerous life. That's exactly it. You lead a dangerous life. After, uh, did I, was I able to hear where Julia was going to go? What do you mean? Did Alexander, like, know where you were going whenever he left? Oh, uh, I had asked Talia where the best place to buy and sell that kind of stuff was, so I don't know if we actually went. Alexander uh, did. I'll just head to the hotel again. Gotcha. I'm going to attempt to sell my sword now, so. Which one? Uh, the old one. Uh, the old greatsword? Yeah. You're going to like find a uh, weapons dealer down in the, uh, I guess, the uh, the south uh, docks area, or the south market. Give me a persuasion check. Yes, I will try. So, persuasion. 13. All right. Not so great. Um, so, eh, could be worse. 
you're going to be able to uh, sell this uh, great sword to a uh, dealer for 30 gold pieces. Can I try and haggle with him? That's what you just did. All right. Um, I ask him, can you do 40? He says, no, no, this is this is used. It looks like it's got a lot of wear in it. I'm going to actually going to have to ship it's it out. It's got character. It's got personality. Come on. Right. But how much is somebody going to pay for, someone like, for something like this that's been used? So I've got to make my money. Plus, I'm going to have to ship it off to a guy to take the dings and cuts out of it. Fine. And I shake his hand. All right. And he hands you 30 gold. Um, hmm. trying to think of what I could buy. Let's go. I'm going to go see uh, what they have in armor. Um, they have basically anything that uh, in the South Docks, they would have anything that you would be able to find in the uh, player's handbook. That's what I'm going to right now. So give me a sec. <laughs> uh, while he's doing that, Juliet and Talia, are you looking for armor for the little girl and a weapon? Absolutely. We need to make sure she's fitted with armor, weapons, and all the practical stuff. So Talia, I have a bit of gold to spend. What strikes your fancy? We need to make sure that you stay okay if you're going to join us. Um, I would I would love some daggers. Sure, we can definitely get some of those. Probably something fancy, too. I just love that 11-year-old girl is like, yeah, I'd love to have some daggers. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> She, she's just trying to she's just trying to protect herself once the once these guys like kick her out she still assumes that they're that this is all just some kind of a big joke that is definitely understandable um now I have an image of uh, Talia in my head <laughs> she's hit girl oh yeah in uh, what what does Talia uh, look like uh Talia is very short for her age um I probably four foot seven very very short i think that's short for an 11 year old um she's very skinny she has uh dark brown hair um tannish skin because she's always out in the sun uh and uh bright blue eyes so she's hit girl but tan (laughs) i i guess i i don't know i was kind of describing myself but with dark hair when i was 11 i was very short perfect all right, so I'm guessing you're getting daggers and what studded leather armor, or just something lightweight that's easy to run in. Studded leather then would be good. It'll keep you nice and silent too. And so, how much is all all going to cost? I'm covering her costs. Uh, oh, I guess we should finish making sure that you're done buying things. I'll tell you. Um, I <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Maybe um, some. I don't know. I have new shoes now, so thieves tools rope. yeah those would be great some thieves tools would be amazing 10 foot pole oh, I don't the, think we need 10 foot po- poles so the uh, the studded leather is normally 45 gold pieces but um, mm-hmm. when you go to the uh, armor to get this the uh, the armor who is a human um, looks at you and then looks at the little girl who's like you seriously want armor for an, a, a little girl. Unless it's too hard for you to make. No, no, it's, it's it's not about my skill. Well, I can't just really make armor for a little girl, so I think I've got some uh, armor made for halflings that would do really well. He goes back in the back and then uh, pulls out a, uh, a suit of uh, leather armor, and uh, he says, uh, try this on. And uh, he gives it to Talia, 
it's a, a little small, so he's like, uh, uh, give me about 30 minutes and I'll make some adjustments. Thank you so much, sir. So we'll just say the 30 minutes goes by and he's got the uh, the armor ready for you. He's uh, He's going to charge you. It's normally 45 gold pieces, but since it's uh, for uh, such a small size and uses a lot less material, he's only going to charge you uh, 35 gold pieces for it. That is a steal. Appropriate. <laughs> And then uh, you'll be able to find like two uh, fine daggers uh, of really good steel um, for um, 15 gold pieces. Perfect. Uh, thieves tools. Um, you're actually going to have to find like a black market dealer for that because they're not like selling it out on the streets. But uh, after you ask uh, around for a while, you're you're able to find like a shady dude down by the uh, warehouse district who uh, will sell you the uh, the thieves tools for 20 gold pieces. Awesome. Uh, I go back to the hotel, and I'm going to ask Shane for some more money so I can buy some new armor. What kind of armor? Uh, Splint, I think is what it's called. It How many my... points does it give you? Uh, it'll put me up to about eight. It'll put me up to 18. Where are you at right now? I'm currently at 16. How much is it? Well, I have 30 gold, and it's about 200, so. Yeah, it's 200 gold pieces. It's pretty worth. I think so. He's supposed to be soaking up damage. Yeah, I th- I'm thinking about getting a shield as well, so... Sure. Well, you wouldn't be able to use that shield with that uh, Bonebreaker sword. I was planning on uh, maybe also getting, like, some other kind of weapon as well. Possibly. I'll give it to him. Sweet. I think... Let's see. Um, weapons Oliver can use. You should be able to use any martial... Any weapon. Yeah. I know. Uh, I, I'm just thinking about like what would be fun for my character. I like character. the idea of a whip and shield combo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just seems so weird. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, actually, that would not be the that would not be the worst thing in the world. I don't mind that at all. Except you'd be doing one d four damage. <laughs> yeah. You might Unless go you let something. him get one of those special whips. No, that's not <laughs> happening. That the whip that does one d ten damage. Yeah, it was one d eight or like one d six if I remember correctly. Why not just grab a reach weapon like uh, like a halberd or a guy yeah, completely forget if they call those uh, starts with a G. If all right, so I, I get that new armor and I assume that new shield and then a weapon. I assume. Uh, well, how much uh, money do you have? Well, Shane gave me enough for all of that apparently. Okay, I gave him enough for the armor, which was two hundred gold pieces. Two hundred. Yeah, since he had thirty. 230. Okay, uh, give me when you go to uh, give me a persuasion roll. Okay. That that is a 18. Alright, so I'm going to say that you are able to buy that uh, the uh, splint mill instead of the 200 gold pieces, you're going to be able to talk him down to 185. Whoa, that's pretty good. So I got a little money left over. Let's buy some, let's buy uh, I'll buy a shield as well. Okay, uh, that's going to be uh, 10 gold pieces. I give him 10 gold pieces. How much was it again? So, currently you've spent 195 gold pieces. You had 230. I've got like 30 left. Alright, is that it? Nah, uh, I think I'll also buy a... Look for a fun one-handed weapon. Let's see. Let's go with a war pick. It's only 5 gold, so let me let me change a bunch of stuff now. 
All right, that's been the shopping episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining this week. <laughs> Who knows what kind of merchandise we'll sell next time here on Pawn Stars. <laughs> Trademarked. Fantasy pickers. Hell yeah. <laughs> While they're doing that, Alunadas is going to wander around the neighborhood and try to get people to join the Church of Magicology. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that, that's his order. It's, it's the cover for uh, their worship of ruin. Oh, I got gotcha. you. She'll it, burn away the Thetans, or the magic Eatons. <laughs> I ask uh, Juliet, after we're done uh, shopping, if she'll take me to the library. You read my fucking mind. What'd she say? Uh... Talia and I are going to head to the library after buying stuff. Uh, maybe buy a chalk and some, or a slate and some chalk and teach her how to read and write. The, I'm going mic- to uh, sell my old armor. Okay. You were wearing chainmail, right? Yes. Would uh, you like another persuasion? I would. Another 18. All right. So uh, you're going to be able to sell uh, this uh, chainmail. Um, for uh, 73 gold pieces. Cool. So make a note that uh, you're going to get disadvantaged on all stealth checks from now on. I know. I was already doing that. That's why I never like moved when I was... That's why I never moved during the stealth missions. Gotcha. I literally just like stood at the entrance until shit hit the fan. Or that time you, you uh, tortured that guy. Which time? <laughs> that's what I thought. All right, now that our shopping montage is uh, pretty much done, does anybody else want to do anything? Oh, you're going to the library. Yep. So uh, you two make it uh, to the library, and uh, before you're even within, like, uh, probably uh, a quarter mile of it, you can see it, like, uh, it's stretching into the sky. This thing appears to be maybe nine or ten stories tall. And uh, it's made out of uh, what looks like polished sandstone. Outside are uh, all these uh, stone tables. And uh, there's a large fountain in the uh, center of it. As you uh, walk uh, through the, uh, the, the main uh, doors, it's like this towering arched uh, entryway. That's probably about uh, 25, 30 feet tall. As you walk in, uh, it just... It, smells like old like that old book like uh not like musty but like uh that really nice library smell everything looks like uh clean and organized and well cared for and there appears to be a uh front desk uh with multiple uh librarians helping uh, uh people find stuff so is there anything in particular that you're looking for Juliet's interest is in magic, but uh, Talia is currently the priority. Anything you'd like to start with, Talia? Well, I, I would love to, to learn how to read in the first place, so I figured this is where you'd go to do that. Ah, right. Hooked on fantasy phonics worked for me. <laughs> then they can have nonfiction Aragon books. <laughs> nonfiction. <laughs> That's really good. Well played, sir. Well played. So, uh, <clears throat> the uh, librarian, um, instructs you on how to get to the uh, children's section of the library which is on the uh, the bottom floor and uh, from there you're able to uh, find uh, multiple books on the subject of uh, teaching children to read awesome and these unlike a lot of books in the library are for sale oh not just for rent well i suppose it'd be worth it to take them back i don't know how long this will take to learn to write but or read 
So that might be a long time, or maybe you catch on really fast, Talia. But I, it's worth buying them. I appreciate that you're teaching me. Also, get her the uh, fantasy version of Twilight, full of very <laughs> normal people with feminist undertones. That would be awesome. <laughs> so you mean just a regular book? <laughs> yes, but for teenage girls. Okay. Fantasy Babysitters Club. God damn it. Nancy Drew. <laughs> oh, goodness. I love it. Hello, Cord. It's me, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Christians Mingle's number one movie, God's Not Dead 2, The Squeakquel. And no, it'd be Paylor's Not Dead. <laughs> I love it. Featuring right. a debate between a magic student and his arrogant alchemy professor. I'd watch that. All right, so I guess uh, you're you're buying the reading book. Uh, yep. All right, you bought it. Fantastic. So uh, it's getting late afternoon at this point. So you guys, uh, we should probably be looking to meet back uh, at the hotel to make your way to uh, the uh, the nobles' court. Or did you make a plan to where everybody was just going to meet there? Uh, I think we're just meeting at the hotel first. Yeah. Yeah. Making a plan doesn't sound like our style. Well, it'd be nice if we had a plan, but since they never work... Yeah, some people just, you know, go off the reservation and try to seduce people and then tell their brothers. And <laughs> hey, now. That's that's long past. You're an all-star. I gotta get my game on. And go play. You all meet up at the, uh, the hotel, and you have about uh, an hour and a half to get to the uh, Nobles Court on the northern part of the city. So I'm assuming uh, you're getting dressed up in your finery and heading that way. I know it. With the gold brocade. So uh, you head to the northern part of the city until you reach the Nubble Gates. Uh, Here there are 20-foot tall walls surrounding this part of the city and larger iron bar gates. There are four guards outside the gate wearing half plate with uh, red tunics over the top. And as you approach the gates, they stop you and ask for identification. They say, uh, who goes there? Show them the letter. I give him the letter. So the uh, the guard um, scans down through the letter, and he's like, eh, eh, doing that thing where he's like kind of reading out loud to himself because he's not that smart. Um, and then uh, looks at the sill and says, uh, everything seems to be in order. Welcome, Master Fetch. Yeah. So the, uh, the gates open and uh, you walk inside and there's these impressive granite houses with uh, copper roofs in this part of the city. They're at least three stories tall with incredibly cared for yards, uh, courtyards and gardens. Each house has a stone wall at least five foot tall surrounding it. And there's a small park in the center of the noble court with a massive fountain. Streets are lit with poles with fairy fire on top. And you walk about 200 yards until you reach your destination. It's a four-story white marble house with a large courtyard in front, and there's a garden, a tunic at the gate with some sort of sigil you don't recognize, and he greets you. Good evening. Welcome to House Goldsmith. How may I help you? Uh, we've been sent here. We're um, the party of Doral Fetch. says, ah, yes, the mistress is expecting you. Please enter and go in peace. I go ahead and walk. So you walk up to the door and enter, and the hallway of the home is brightly lit, and you can see it's richly furnished with rugs, statues, and art. Uh, You enter the living room of the home and see four people standing around having a conversation. There's a tall elven woman in a fine red gown, an elven woman in a gray robe, and a tiefling woman wearing a leather jerkin. They see you, stop their conversation, and turn to face you. 
The tall elven woman in a fine red silk gown smiles at you, claps, and says, Let us all raise a glass to the heroes of Suel, our dark companions. <laughs> she begins to laugh, and the other ones join in, raising their glasses to you. And I think that's where we're going to end it. I kind of like the name Dark Companions. It's enough not to get sued by the companions. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Dungeons & Debacles podcast. A lot of people say this, but we really do want to hear from you. Are we shinier than a platinum piece? We're stankier than a cobalt's loincloth. Let us know what you liked and didn't like. Everything helps this make a better podcast for you. Got an idea for monsters, items, and commercials? Let us know about it. You might hear it in the show. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. We also have a website where you can learn more about the characters, lore, and maps of this world. You'll also find articles about Dungeons & Dragons and a whole lot more. Just search Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. Do you think the government of Luskane is spying on you and you don't have a social media account? Then email us at DungeonDebacle at gmail.com. You can also check out the theme song and all the commercials you heard on the podcast on our YouTube account. Just search Dungeons & Debacles Podcast. New episodes come out every Sunday, so check your podcast app. And now a word from this week's sponsor. Are annoying adventurers stealing your treasure and slaying ye hard on magical beasties? An expertly crafted dungeon may just be what ye need. Hell, I'm Brog Stoneshield Jr. of Stoneshield and Sons Dungeon Contractors. When me pa started this business, he had but one philosophy. Help people protect what they worked so hard to get. We have free in-tower consultations to design a lair just for ye needs. Our expert Robin Stonesmiths will help you build a dungeon of your dreams, and we can work with any budget. Spike traps, we got them. Flame pillars, no problem. Bottomless pits, we're the best in the business. Do you already have a dungeon and want to upgrade? We can help make it even more secure. With a combined 600 years of experience, there's no dungeon too big or too small. We do them all. Just contact Stone Shield and Sons Dungeon Contractors for all your dungeon needs. The music you heard on this episode was Teller of Tales, Majestic Hills, Fairy Tale Waltz, and Water Prelude by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find that license at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.